welcome to the Try Watches Podcast. I'm Cam, and this week it's just me. Um, unfortunately, uh, the other guys are out. Uh, Dave was busy with Mother's Day. Uh, Thomas was very busy with work and was just absolutely spent and could not be bothered to speak about watches this week, and I honestly can't blame him. It's, uh, it's been busy for all of us, and uh, now we're always struggling with uh, time availability and so on and so forth. But that being said, we still want to try and, and keep momentum going and keep the podcast up and running. So I've decided to do something a little different today. Uh, my son was recently given a book by my uncle, um, his first watch book, and I figured I'd go through it and read. Uh, and my wife suggested a dramatic reading of this book, but uh, We'll just go through it and uh, give a bit of a review and and uh, go from there. So hope you enjoy it. But uh, this is my quote-unquote dramatic reading of R is for Rolex uh, by the Diaper Book Club. Uh, hope you enjoy. A is for Audemars, as in Audemars Piguet. Um, they've come up with a. Uh, it's, it's, they've gone with an offshore here. Uh, which is uh, an interesting selection for uh, for the Audemars Piguet. Uh, but uh, no, I think, uh, you know what? It, the illustrations in this book are fantastic, um, and they've done a really nice job with this, so we'll start with that. B is for Breitling, and on this page they've gone with the Breitling Colt because I have a sneaking suspicion that coming up later, and I'm doing a little foreshadowing here, N is being taken by something else that might have something to do with Breitling. C is for Cartier. This time they decided to go with a Cartier Santos. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't go with the tank. Also, just like I didn't, I'm surprised they didn't go with the standard Royal Oak for the Audemars PA, but you know what? They've done a nice job with this one too. So they did go with the automatic version, so it's not just the quartz version. So, and then D is for Daytona. And I've obviously gone with a Rolex Daytona, and I think that's a pretty good selection for D. Let's face it, it's, I mean, I mean, if R is actually going to be for Rolex, I'm curious as to what it's going to be. But we'll have to carry on and find out. E is for ETA, or ETA. And what they've done is a mock-up of a 2824-2, which is the perfect ETA movement, I think, as a demonstration for E. Um, I guess they could have gone other directions with E, but uh, ETA works. I think it's fairly prominent in most brands, so uh, carry on from there. Next, we have F. F is for Frank Mueller. Um, okay. All right. We, I guess we can go for Frank Mueller. Um, I mean, it's their standard tono-shaped case. It wasn't the Funky Hours one or anything like that. Just a gold case, Frank Mueller. I, I guess 20 years ago, very iconic. Nowadays, eh, a bit passe, but I'll give it a pass. It's, it's still part of the horological timeline, as it were. See. G is for G-Shock. Top points there. Now they've selected the metal version of it because it's the silver, uh, with not not with the negative date display though or uh, dial display, but still a very nice example. So props. G is for G-Shock. H, <laughs> H is for Hublot. Yeah, we're just gonna continue. I is for IWC or International Watch Company. And they've done. They've gone with the Mark 18 uh, Pilot, which I don't have a problem with. I think that's fantastic. 
J is for JLC, and they've decided to go with the JLC Reverso, which, you know what, can't you can't complain about that. Um, I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't actually say Juju Le Coultre to, you know, upset Thomas or make him happy. Either way, really. K is for Khaki Field. All right, so we've gone with a Hamilton Khaki Field as opposed to an actual watch brand on this one. So I'm trying to think if there's actually a, a K watch brand that comes off the top of my head. No, no, okay, I'll give them a pass for the Khaki Field. And they've gone with the standard or the uh, manual wind with no date, so great selection for that. And L is for Loom, and they've gone with a Panerai Luminor that's kind of grayed out in the background, and they're showing just the prom, uh, the dominant loom coming through, and I think this is a wise choice. I think that's fantastic. A very iconic loom dial. M is for Milgauss. Ooh, we're continuing on with the Rolex theme, and they've decided to go Milgauss as opposed to an actual watch brand for M. Again, uh, I think we could have gone with like Mido or Mavado would have been another option, I think, in that area. But I, th I guess they're, seeing as this is called R for Rolex, I'm guessing they're trying to cover their basis with all of that. And my foreshadowing did come through because guess what? N, Navi Timer. And uh, not much to be said about that. I think that's a solid choice for the N. I mean, you could have gone Nomos, I guess, as well. There's a multitude of N. But you know what? Navi Timer, definitely give that one a pass. O, yeah, and no surprise here. O is for Omega. And, uh, yeah, they went with the Omega Speedmaster. And I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that it's probably the... Let's see, we're not... Uh, there's no dot over 90, so it's going to be an 1861. Uh, it's probably a Hesolite crystal. They've gone with the bracelet. Um, solid choice, of course. That's, I mean, let's face it, that's what I always talk about anyway. So there you go. O is for Omega. And P is for Patek. And so, obviously, they went with Patek Philippe. I mean, it's pretty much the only option. I mean, I guess you could have gone Philippe Dufour. Um, but let's face it, in the overall watch industry, Patek Philippe. And, of course, big shock, the Patek that they selected was a 5711. So, not much left to say about that one either. Q is for Quartz. Well, that totally makes sense. So... Yeah, they've got a standard quartz movement. I wouldn't even be able to hazard a guess what it is. Uh, it's got a 371 size battery in it. So uh, if anybody, and it is, a, it is a round style quartz movement that they're shown in here. So if anyone wants to hazard a guess as to which quartz movement that is, have at her. And now we move on to R. And you would think that seeing as the book is called R's for Rolex, we would have a Rolex in here. Ha, not so fast. R is for Richard Mille. So, uh... Yeah, and they've gone with an RM35. Uh, I think that's a Raphael Medell version. I could be wrong. I'm not that up on my Richard Mille uh, uh, models, but uh, I don't know. It's black with a red, I'm assuming, silicon strap. Uh, way overpriced for what it is. I'm certain of that, but uh, hey, two wishes on. Uh, S is for Seiko. Absolutely. Uh, they've gone with the Marine Master 300, which, a ah, solid choice. I mean, there's a multitude of Seikos. Like, how would you pick one of the thousands upon thousands of Seiko models uh, that you would put in this book? Personally, I would have gone with either, obviously, the Pogue 
or the monster. Those are my two top notches. So anyway, but yes, definitely S is for Seiko. T is for Tag Heuer. And I, yeah, I'll give that one a go, a pass too, obviously. And they've actually selected my favorite Tag Heuers. They've gone with the Monaco. Uh, the Golf, uh, the Golf Edition, which, uh, uh, yeah, no, I'll give that one a pass as well. No problems with that whatsoever. U is for Urwerk. Um, I'm not sure which Urwerk this is. It could be the 202 that they've gone with. Um, like I said, much like Richard Mill, I'm not very up on uh, Urwerk and stuff like that. So, uh, lovely piece. But, uh, uh, may, I mean, if we're going Urwerk, I'd probably land in like the MBNF area. I think we've discussed that many times. So, but, uh, no, still, I'll give it a pass. Solid choice. V is for Vacheron Constantin. And uh, they've gone with the 1921 uh, driver's watch in uh, yellow gold. And, uh, yep, no, let's face it. If we're, uh, we're going to do a book about horology and, and wristwatches throughout the ages, you have to include Vacheron because you've got Audemars Piguet and Patek Philippe in there. So you've got to have the Holy Trinity. So, absolutely, 100%. W is for water resistant. Now, what's interesting here is that the water resistant watch in question is an F91W. Um, not, not the watch I would have selected for the water resistant. Because let's face it, I don't think it's that water resistant. But at yeah, to each his own. Um, I guess they just needed to include the F191W in there anyway, just because I mean it is an iconic wristwatch, and they had to. And they've already covered C with, what did they cover C? Cartier. So, I mean, can't do cat. Uh, all right, I'll give it a pass. And now X is interesting because they've gone with the X-rated swatch. So they managed to slip swatch in there and use X. So kudos. I'll give them that. Y is for Yachtmaster. Yet another Rolex. Um, Yachtmaster's never been. Actually, they've gone with the Yachtmaster 2. Um not my selection, especially in the yellow gold that they've selected. It's a bit gaudy, but oh well, we'll give them a pass anyway. And finally, uh, Z or Z, depending on what part of the planet you're from, is for Zeitwerk. And they've gone with the minute repeating Elangazon uh, uh, Zeitwerk. Um, solid choice and a big finish. Um, so yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was R is for Rolex. Um, I hope you enjoyed this interlude for the Try Watches podcast this week. Uh, next week, we will be back to our regularly scheduled, probably one of us missing type programming. Until then, uh, have a great week. And uh, we'll probably discuss our predictions for uh, Watches and Wonders. And that's uh, coming up in the next week or so. And that should be entertaining getting all of that wrong. So... Have a great day. Talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening, everybody.